What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast, where we just dive a little deeper into from the weekly messages and take that connection from Sunday into our week. I am here today with Pastor Kyle Nelson. Yeah, you, you got to introduce yourself. I was going to. You can introduce me. Okay, this is Christina Scott, everybody, hosting our Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. Hi guys. Uh, she's our next steps director here at the church, and uh, if you've been around here much, you've seen her on stage. You've seen her leading fun events and midweek and leading group stuff. Um, Standing next to a big flag outside on Sundays. For sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where you'll see her. Today, I wish you could see her face because she is pumped because (laughs) we've had some really fun news today at the church. We just, you just kind of came out of uh, a big inspection, right? Yes. So I came out of a big meeting uh, with Feeding Northeast Florida, a huge, um, organization here in Jacksonville, based here in Jacksonville, and they have approved us to move forward and help us expand our Fathom Food Pantry and I am gushing. Yeah. That is what is happening. Yeah. I am gushing. I am beaming. I am all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're super pumped about that. Going to be able to help a lot more people through what we've already been doing. We're going to be able to multiply that, not only right. in quantity, how many people we're able to help, but hopefully uh, throughout the month, be able to help people more often more too. Often. Um, Which, so we're, we're pumped about. So we're thankful yes. for their support. Think, and uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's, that's behind the out. scenes what's going on today in <laughs> yeah. our world. Just big shout out to Audrey Lowe. Holtz, who has really taken charge of a lot of the behind the scenes work for all of that and how she has really organized all of us as volunteers, Mm -hmm. um, how she has has taken that. I'm just I'm really grateful for her. And the food pantry um, is really grateful for all that she does. So big shout out to Audrey. For sure. I think that's kind of the, you know, part of the heart of this podcast is to be able to get us living out the mission of God, living, living out. And like, that's a really great way to segue, um, you know, into how how do we take what we're learning, what we're reading, what we're studying and then begin to live it out Monday through Saturday. So that's what this podcast is about. So thanks for hanging out with us. And we're excited about a new season. Yeah. New season, season two. That's right. New host, new. I don't know if it's necessary that we do season two. I just think it helps for people to know, like, all right, we're taking a break on purpose. Like we didn't just yes. forget about you. Like right. end of a season, <laughs> end right. of another one. We're not trying to be like ready for Netflix or anything. <laughs> so. Well, and I think too, it does help with cataloging, right? It helps yeah, a little bit sure. with organization. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're starting season two with a new um, a new sermon series. Yeah. And that's kind of helpful. Like that's not, it's helpful to keep it in these tidy blocks sometimes. Yeah, I kicked off this new series called Attitude Adjustment, which... When I had to ask Taryn, I'm like, is that too negative? Because like when I remember hearing that word, right. it was like, it was like, you're in trouble. Like, <laughs> And I needed one regularly. I mean, I, I had everybody confess like, all right, who's a smart Alec, you know? And, and you would appreciate, I actually did like etymology work on the word, like the phrase. Smart Alec? Smart Alec. Yeah. Like where did that come from? That. So we'll, we'll save that. <laughs> Not really. Pertinent. Can I? 
tell you when I first saw that the upcoming series was attitude adjustment, my first thought was what is that graphic going to look like? Yeah. <laughs> what is that sermon series graphic going to look like? What does that even mean? Because we'll know where we're going in yeah. this series, depending on what that graphic looks like. Um, and so I love how it was done. I well, love when that. I got the options, you know, when they sent me the mock-ups of it, I, I liked the one that had right away had the Beatitudes on it. Yes. And had that on there. So really, anyway. really cool. Yeah. Cool. So excited to, to chat. Let's dive in today. Yeah. We just came out of Labor Day. Labor Day. How was your Labor Day weekend? What did you it do? Was, it was really good. We, um, we had an event after church, you we know, did. you were here yes. leading that. And, um, so we, we went over and hung out with my father-in-law and, and mother-in-law and, and out in the middle of nowhere, out in the country and just chilled. And they fed us like crazy. I've been so good, like off sugar <laughs> and like really, then like I was kind of minimally back in my diet. Okay. And then over there, it was like, you know, on the, actually I really began to break down on the way we had to stop to use the bathroom and then Walgreens, it's like two for three and two for four. And it's like, right by the register, a, everybody gets uh sweets. Mm-hmm. And then we got over there and she's like making sweets on sweets. And <laughs> so we feasted and then awesome. we come back to reality. Yeah. You know, I love that extra day with your family. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. great. For sure. How about you? We just spent the day kind of doing our normal Monday things. Um, I was able to have a lovely walk with my husband nice. early in the morning and the weather was beautiful. We're getting these little glimpses of like oh. falls just like, I see you. I'm yes. coming. I'm not there, but yes. uh, it won't be long. It felt like a nice cool breeze in the morning and got to take a nice walk before he went to work um, since he works in retail. But yeah, yeah, so I had to look up what Labor Day actually celebrates. So I've known about Labor Day since I was a wee child, right? I I think we do that more because of Wikipedia like these days. We're like, (laughs) what What is this this about? So, you know, when you're in kindergarten, you just know it means a long weekend from school. Like school just started and yet we get a long weekend. Um, And so for me, I was like, well, Labor Day, what does that mean? Because labor can mean a lot of different things for a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, what is this Labor Day? And realized that, our culture, our American culture mm-hmm. is literally celebrating work, mm-hmm. works, and economic success. Mm-hmm. It's a whole day yeah. celebrating economic success. And I thought, okay, wow, that really hits yeah. combined with, if we're, we're at the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast, but it also hits to Beyond Wednesday, the series that you're doing on Wednesday. And it really kind of all of these things came rushing at me at once, how Sunday's series is tied to Wednesday's series and how this Bible is one big story. Mm-hmm. And I started looking around going, oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah. We need to talk about this. Uh, work, and I don't think we have time to get into it, but the theology of work is really compelling and really interesting Um for my um, one of the classes I'm in right now, I, my class doesn't officially start till next week, but I just found out one of my assignments is I have to read the Old Testament in the next three months. So it's oh. like, I better get on that. Yes, sir. You know, most people are like, it's exhausting to do that in a year. And so I've got three months to do <laughs> 39 books. That's a whole lot. Yeah, it is. So I was I started that this morning um, awesome. in Genesis and just going back to the Garden of Eden and like Genesis 3 and the curse of like work. Mm-hmm. Like it was part of a curse. And I actually talked about this, I think, last Wednesday at the beginning of my 24-6 series about what is work going to be like in heaven. Yes. You know? 
And so just seeing the juxtaposition between like where it started, what it is in our life right now and where it's going is really a beautiful picture. And there's a lot of theology to unpack there. Um, particularly, I think that it's, I think what comes natural to so many of us when it comes to our faith is works. Like right. that's where we go is like work. And like, and we actually begin to live still in a curse. Mm. You know, we still live out of the curse and we hear the good news. We receive the good news. But yet, as I said in our midweek um, 24-6 series, like Pharaoh is still living inside of us. Right. Right. We've been delivered out of Egypt, but Egypt isn't delivered out of us. And right. so, yeah, I, I love this conversation. <laughs> I lo- where do you want to start with it? Where do you think is a good, good place for us to, well, to start? Where I was, where it connected for me on for Sunday was... And it wasn't a huge, um, you know, it wasn't a lot of the time of your message, but you went into Luke chapter 18, the Pharisee and the tax collector. And that part, I could, I could have, we could have stayed there for the rest of the day. And I would have just been like, tell me more, tell me more. Um, but I went back to reread that section and specifically, um, so this is Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Um, and if it's okay, I'll go yeah. ahead and read all of that for, awesome. for anybody who... Yeah didn't, um, hasn't heard it yet or hasn't heard it, um, doesn't have their Bible in front of them now. So the Pharisee and tax collectors, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. And I just kind of imagine him put it, like doing the thumb, this like guy. this guy over here. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I fast twice a week. I give tithes, tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So that was the entirety mm-hmm. of, of what we were doing and carrying that back to the Beatitudes. But that first verse, um, mm-hmm. verse 9, he yeah. also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. And then jumping down into verse 12, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. And that what we would do, we would be so wrapped up in what we're doing that even our just our doing is building up contempt in ourselves mm-hmm. for others. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of that and seeing that at work, mm-hmm. it's like really kind of hit me. Is really I, I've been pondering over this for days now, really kind yeah. of, chewing on it yeah yeah um i i like that translation oh um, this is esv yeah, yeah. I, I like that translation um the niv i think says had great confidence mm-hmm. you know in their own righteousness and it's i think both of those say it well just differently right. um and i think i think getting to the place where uh, where we are we recognize, we willingly recognize we are always prone to be the Pharisee, mm-hmm. right? And for those of you that don't know what a Pharisee is, people throw that yeah. around the church world. And so yes. I think part of what I like to do on this is like really break down things that, 
you know, maybe something you've heard, but you're not right. totally under, you know, understanding. Right. Let's really define these terms. Yeah. What are we actually talking yeah. about? So Pharisees are, are teachers and keepers of, of the law, uh, Jewish, you know, teachers of, of the law. And um, really, a lot of times they get beat up in churches <laughs> and um, they deserve a, a lot of that. And mostly because we see Jesus beating them up. And so we're right. like, yeah, we're, let's, let's beat them up. Let's, oh, this is okay. These are yeah. the people it's okay to yeah. beat up. Until we realize we are them <laughs> yes. in many ways. And so then we're, we, we, <laughs> like oh. the more we realize that, the more like loving we are. Because <laughs> we're like, yeah, I'm just going to be beating myself up here. Right. But um, anyway, they were they were Jewish teachers of the law who... Different than another group called the Sadducees, um, who there there was a few different groups, and I won't go into all of them. But the Sadducees were these, you know, very much teachers of the law, keepers of the law, um, more of like an upper class. Right. I was going to say like the creme de la creme. Yeah. Or they thought of themselves that way, and they were seen that way in in the culture. For sure. For sure. And so. Uh, vast majority of um, what we know as the Sanhedrin that mm-hmm. Jesus came before was mostly Sadducees and some Pharisees sprinkled in as well. Um, but with the Pharisees where they're like, hey, they're, they're, we're going to be kind of like a holiness movement. We're going to be people who are really serious about the faith. We're going to like really go after God. And um, if if there's a law in place that God had given us, we're going to add some more to make sure we don't begin to you know fall into that right let's know, fa- give some some context for maybe people who don't understand the law quite as well as we do let's let's go a little bit deeper like oh this is what god means by yeah xyz so, yeah so they would go in and <laughs> fill in all the details of what it meant to not not work on the sabbath mm-hmm. right I'm, one of the things i'm gonna talk about in our 24 6 series is you know, one of the Old Testament passages is to, you know, um, to put a, put away your interests, mm-hmm. right? And so that's an interesting conversation. And right. this is where the Pharisees would go in and define that. And I think, right, you know, so anyway, so that's who the Pharisees are. And it, and it wasn't, it, it, you can see the spirit, you know, that was operating in them, one of self-righteousness, one of confidence and trusting in their own works. And we can get to that place too. And and I think, and I was telling you right before we hit record and, and to start this podcast, that it's amazing that so many of us, when we come in to church or come in to the kingdom of God for the, at the beginning, we come in beating our chests mm-hmm. and we like, we know we're jacked up like, yes. and we know we're a mess. And um, sadly, what ha- happens for many Christians is they don't stay there. Right. They move into this place over time, um, it, and they turn into a Pharisee, you know, and they become that, you know, God delivers them. God brings them out of things in their life, and then they just begin to, as they start doing all the right things, I'm, qu- right. I'm quotation marking, yeah, air quoting <laughs> over here. see him. They're doing all the right things. And then what that does, as opposed to just like still remembering to be this tax collector beating his chest, and it's only by God's grace and his mercy that, you know, we can, you know, come to him. Instead of that, we we turn into this Pharisee. Right. I think there's, when we were having that little bit of a conversation, is this idea that somehow, and I'm not sure if it's cultural or if it's just sin nature, what it is, but this idea that somehow we've arrived mm-hmm. because 
our preferences change by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the work of the Holy Spirit, our preferences change, right? When these, even these doings, when we start doing quote unquote, the right things, those are not, we're not doing those things because that's what our choice was. Our choice was what we were doing before he started working in us. But then our, our preferences change and we start to draw nearer to, to God. And then we, oh, like, oh, this is what I do now. I have arrived. No, no, there is not an arrival this side yeah. of heaven, right? There yeah. isn't a time where our, there's never going to be a time here where our works are going to get us to heaven. Right. That's not, um, and if, if, if you are hearing a gospel that says that, like we, mm-hmm. we want to reframe that. We want to, yeah. we want to make sure that. Well, and I think the reality is that that's the narrative living inside of us. And I think right. it is very much connected to, to the reality that though in Christ we can be made new, right? We still are battling the flesh, right? We, there's a right. new spirit man, spirit woman, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, living inside of us, but there's, we're also in flesh, right? You know, I'm, I'm slapping yes. my skin here. <laughs> like we're still living in flesh, which is flawed and broken. Mm-hmm. And, and and we lose sight of that. We 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 do, and we begin to get confidence in, in ourselves, and um, you know that that battle that goes on, you know, inside of us, it, it has to keep us humble. Well, yeah. and to that, he wouldn't say, uh, "What is it, Matthew sixteen? Maybe where it's if anyone would come after me, he would deny himself and take up his cross daily, mm-hmm. right? It's not yeah. he would take up his cross." Right. And then you're good, yeah. <laughs> right? It was, it's deny yourself and take up the cross daily mm-hmm. and follow after me. That tells us that there isn't a time where we're going to arrive. We have to do that every day. Um, we do communion every, every week here, you know? I love it. Um, I do too. And I didn't grow up like that at all. I didn't um, either. The church I grew up in was like once a quarter-ish. Right. And um, at other churches I've been to, like it's happened like very infrequently. Mm-hmm. The um, church I grew up in was once a year. Yeah. Only on Passover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's not uncommon from what I've heard. And, right. And so we just um, really felt compelled in our like launch pre-launch season of the church that God was bringing us to do that weekly to take Him at His word to do every it, time to you keep gather the main thing, the main thing, and to keep right. the gospel there. But we put it in different places in our like order of service at times, and I'll just kind of refresh that conversation for different seasons and stuff and. And, and there's, a, I won't go into a lot of the, the back end discussion on that, but I think, uh, you know, at times we put it towards the end, you know, as a mm-hmm. response at the end of the message at times, like we, we here recently, we've done it kind of in the middle of the, the musical, like worship, you know, set somewhere in there as a, as a time to respond and just remember. And I, I like the end as a response. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love it as early in the service. I do too. Um, in Catholic churches and stuff like that, it's towards the end. In Orthodox churches, it is the end. It is the pinnacle. Right. And for them, that's very woven into their mm-hmm. theology. Right. Again, their well, whole liturgy is based yeah, it on, builds up it's that building That is the moment yes. of, and, and, and I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, I love it as like an entrance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? like as a reminder to just put us in that posture. Like, right. So it's different. I, I'm not saying one time in the service is perfect or, right. but, you know, right. I, I think it can have its meaning in different ways, but 
I just love that something it's constantly bringing us back to beat our chest it is it's constantly bringing us back to that we um, have to receive that it's mm -hmm. not it isn't something that we have done it is Mm -hmm. this place where we have to come back and come to it with a repentant heart and that open spirit of like okay I'm receiving this today like what else do you have for me to receive right we have this opportunity to really open ourselves up and when it is early and for us it's early in the day so it's not just early in the service our service time starts at 10 so it's early in the day and it I really feel like it sets the day <laughs> I and I legitimately mean this I'm not just saying this to to make it sound humble um I legitimately mean this because of like what my life looks like and I get to spend my life helping people it's a great job like i Mm -hmm. love it people will tell you all the terrible things about it and there's a lot of really hard things about it i learned to carry them differently than when i used to carry them right um under the yoke with jesus Mm -hmm. that i teach on often um but i think in my world which i'm i i do a lot of good you know i spend my life trying to help people um, ministering to people, pouring into people. I find it, it's the, I feel like for me and my, it's so important for my life. Like that I am regularly breaking bread to beat my chest. And yes. I, it's, it's, I can't separate that from this, like Luke 18. I can't really separate it because yeah. I feel like it, that's what we do when we, break bread we come and say have mercy on a sinner like yes. me you know and thank you for having mercy on a sinner like me Amen. um so i just find the more good you're doing the, the even the more sensitive you have to be to your own brokenness and allow the holy spirit to you know give you windows into that and and to just know that you you, you are going to make mistakes you are going to fall short and you know um and so those are opportunities. It's not to delight in falling short, right? Right. To keep on no. sinning so that you know oh, grace may abound. Keep, right. Yeah. Um, that's that's not what this is. The scripture says that, but it, it is an opportunity for us to continually be humbled. And um, and I've had a couple opportunities like that in the past week where it's just, you know, I said something stupid. I you know I, I spoke in a tone that was ungodly and (laughs) my you know attitude got the best of me and um and then it's an opportunity to beat my chest and and he was mercy on me god was quick with that attitude adjustment yeah (laughs) yeah and and i think the closer we're to jesus the i I pray that the the quicker we can receive that you know that attitude adjustment right right well and it it feels that way that if we are you know we have that posture of we need more of him and less of us. And like, Mm -hmm. it is him that is doing this work, even the good works that we're doing, right? So like you said, you get to do a lot of good in your, in this vocational ministry. Mm -hmm. You get to do a lot of good, but none of that good gets to come unless God ordains it, right? Uh And so, and that's that's true for all of our vocations, right? That's true mm-hmm. for people who have a lawn care business. Yeah, for and sure. And that's true for people who are selling, um, you know, selling eggs <laughs> in the grocery store. That's yeah. people for who are restocking our toilet paper and also true for people who are, um, you know, hairstylists and, and yeah. are sitting down. Like what the good that we get to do and put out in this world is is not just because we are good at what we do, but because he has given us an opportunity 
to do good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I just think that um, ending ending with verse 14, where everyone who exalts himself, I just want to ask you a question about this. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. When we start talking about humility um, and and tying that back to being poor in spirit um, with the Beatitudes, we start, start talking about humility. What does it look like to, <laughs> to be able to recognize that humility is growing in your life without then caving to the, oh, I'm so humble. What does that look like? Really? I mean, for those of us who are are praying for that and to to approach God in a humble way, to approach our opportunities in a humble way. Um, as a pastor, what does that look like to be able to recognize that God is doing that in our lives without then succumbing to? Yeah. Well, don't do what I just did, which is like, hey, hey I don't want to be like, I just want to <laughs> tell you how humble I am. You know, don't do what I just did. Um, you know, I preface that because I, I think it opened up and, and I think you, te- you know, pulled that in that that's something that we all you know, to deal with. But, um, I, I remember like early in, in just my walk with the Lord, like the first five years, I was just bouncing back and forth between this like really high confidence. Mm-hmm. I'd say in the Lord, but probably a lot of confidence in myself and just this complete depraved, like I'm worthless, mm. you know, just, mm-hmm. and I just found myself bouncing back and forth between that. And, because the scriptures, like, we do have confidence in who we are in Christ. In you know? Christ, absolutely. And so I think it's just always coming back to the rooted, that root and that foundation and, and understanding more about what that means. And so I think that's where my cur- encouragement would be is for us to press further into that identity in Christ, you know, and to have confidence and never forget the words in Christ. Absolutely. Right. Uh, or strength in Christ and, and not, you know, cause I think our words can be revealing on sometimes when we will just say that, you know, we're supposed to have confidence in, in Christ, Christ, right. And to never lose that, that element of it. Cause I, I think we do, we should be growing and I think there's markers for it too. Uh, that we do good and don't have to tell people about it, um, right? Right. Every every good thing we do, we don't have to post it on social media. Right. Um, I think that I've struggled with that even as a church. Right. I want right. to tell people all the good that God's doing because it just brings me joy. I want to celebrate with our church on the difference their 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 generosity is making. Yes. Um, but I don't want to like forget what Jesus like preaches on later in the Sermon on the Mount. It's like, don't let your left hand do what the right hand's doing. Don't like, don't tell everybody what good you're doing to be seen. And so I think secrecy, the spiritual practice of secrecy, of not telling, mm-hmm. you know, um, the good you do and just keeping our mouth shut um, is a, is a gift that Jesus taught us to, to really care well for our soul to not get to that place. Right. And maybe a marker for not, um, not that that secrecy is the marker of, of humility, humility, but that when our, when it's not our gut, when our gut is to, Hey, let me just keep this like, and just thank God for it. Um, rather than having to check ourselves and go, maybe don't blast this. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's before you, you share this, like wait a week, wait Mm -hmm. two weeks. Um, and, and really 
check yourself on like how you're going to share this, why you're going to share this. And if you're excited, like be excited and share with a brother or sister in Christ, like share with them and, and do that. Um, I think so, so many times our relationships, um, we're, we're more likely to put something out there on social media and not give it a second thought and not really have a filter mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a conversation I'm having with someone that they could very easily read into it and be like, you think you're hot stuff now, <laughs> right? And so we're supposed to rejoice with one another. I don't want to, I, I think we could kind of strain out the joy of doing God's work and celebrating the good that God is doing. But I think it's always just coming back to what, it's a, it's a work of his hands right. and we can plant and we can water, but it's God that makes it grow. Right. Um, and so I think, I think there's just some things that in our, in our soul that are becoming a part of us that really do keep that in check. You know, um, like I, like, like I just mentioned. Right. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. And, and, and I think what Jesus point here is that, you know, and, and this gets used so many times. If you'll humble yourselves, I'll exalt you. It gets, it's throughout the scriptures, probably 10 or 12 times at least, this idea, probably maybe more. And it's, I think for all of us, and I think this goes back to the work, and maybe this is a good way to tie a bow on it. It's, we want to see it, and we want to have confidence in it. And this delayed gratification, which is not something we're good with, you know, um, I think is something that we have to really embrace. Like, um, as opposed to like, I post that now and I see how many likes go up. Right. Right. Um, that, that's, that's different than, you know, not telling anybody and just knowing that my reward will be great in heaven is what Jesus said. And, and knowing that again, that, that exalting can have a lot of like a few different connotations, you know, into what that, that means. But, you know, mostly it's, it's God's ultimate plan in our life, you know, um, and, and being with him in his kingdom, you know, as heirs of his kingdom, you know, that, that, that's the exalting that we want. And that has to begin to satisfy our soul more than all the other stuff, the work of our own hands. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation today. Um, yeah, I feel like there's still a lot of meat on the bones there, but I think it can sure. start conversation. I think that's what I always want this conversation to be. Right. Is a conversation that starts other conversations, right. that picks up where we left off on Sunday and carries it in a very practical way and right. maybe exegetical way like we yes. just did. It's not always going to be <laughs> right. you know, in that way, but... I think that it, it, again, maybe you pick up this conversation where we leave off here and, you know, start wrestling with this on a personal level and right. uh, during the week. Yeah. And that we're able, we recognize that none of these conversations are ever going to be exhaustive, right. um, but just that they're, they're something that might spark something else. So we just thank you for joining us today. Um, know that we love you. We are praying for you. Again, if you have any questions you want us to answer on the podcast or things that you're, you'd be excited for us to talk about, you can email us at Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. It's a lot longer name to spell than Jackie, J-A-C-I, but it's Christina at fathom.church, or you can do info at fathom.church. Um, to, to let us know how we can pray for you and how we can, anything we can answer. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
share the podcast. You subscribe. It's season two. We've kicked it off. For season sure. two. Have and you, have you thought of your, like your tagline, like your signing off line? Like every great host has like a, a, a sign off, right? Seacrest out, right? Is it not allowed to be bleep, bleep, bleep? That's all, folks. <laughs> great Scott. <laughs> we'll have to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to work on that. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Have a great week. <laughs>